You're listening to the CTK O'Fallon Podcast. The following message is from a Sunday morning series called Go Tell It on the Mountain, based on testimonies of saints from CTK O'Fallon. We hope that you enjoy this message. Maybe 13, 14, wow. something like that. I planted a seed way back yeah. then, definitely, something yeah. awesome. Yeah. And then um, growing up through high school and college, I drank heavily. I was a party girl, I guess really? you could say. And so um, that was part of, of my story too, but not something that's followed me into right. adulthood. Praise God. Thank God. Thank God. Um, and during that time, I met a guy. I was engaged to him. He was an, pretty much an alcoholic. And so I feel like the Lord kind of placed his hand on me to help me out of that situation as well. Wow. So was something that I walked away from and then about nine months later I guess I met Josh after that so and that's in college that's in college yeah, yeah. Okay. well I had graduated he was a senior yeah okay thanks so give us a little bit of your <laughs> upbringing uh start of your faith journey how sure. did that all collide so I had a different approach um I was born and raised Catholic I was in the Catholic Church from the time I was very little you know we were baptized in Trinity so yeah. a little different than here um, I spent pretty much every year from then until about the time I was 16. Uh, I was an altar boy. I was heavy into the church. Wow. And then at 16, I got my driver's license. And if anyone has teenagers, you know how expensive insurance is. So I had to get a job in order to drive. <laughs> so I had school. I had a job. I was playing sports. And unfortunately, church wasn't like the most prioritized thing in my life. So I kind of slowly weaned myself away. And from that point on, I pretty much got into my college years and did the typical college things, partied, had fun, went to school, worked. And then toward the end of my college career, I met Sarah through a mutual friend. I worked with him Mm -hmm. and uh, he had class with her and Mm -hmm. he kind of set me up on a blind date. I'm not really one to go on blind dates, but he's my (laughs) friend. I I trusted him. He's kind of like a mentor to me. And so I took his word on it and kind of, that's where the story goes. Praise God for blind dates. Yes. Um, so you get married. You're, you've fallen away from, from, let's say, church. Maybe you're, you're seeking after the Lord. And now all of a sudden, you, or you're get, going to get married. You have a need. Yes. Yeah. So um, I, my, my grandparents were heavily involved in a church that was close to their homestead, which is now our home. And so whenever we were engaged to be married, we went to that church and started going to that church. And we were part of that church for almost 15 years. Um, And as we went through our experience at that church, we became more involved in church. I think we felt more of a a calling to be a part of a church and, um, you know, serve and things like that. Um, So I did their media for a while. Josh was on their board. Um, So we were... Very involved, I guess. I thought it was interesting, and and I'll let you talk a little bit more about that, but uh, Brother Josh, but I thought it was interesting. You said, really, we needed a church to get, to married. get married. Yeah, for sure. And we, it was we that... definitely weren't seeking a religious experience at that time in our lives, I don't think. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's funny because sometimes, you know, we think it's all this, you know, Paul has this light shine from heaven and the right. voice of the Lord speaks. And, right. and sometimes it's just as simple as we need a church and God says, I can use this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can yeah. use this. 
Yeah, and it was definitely a, a stepping stone for us to kind of go farther into our journey. And it was yeah. a place where I started to feel more of a call to something more yeah. than what we were experiencing yeah. there. Um, and uh, my youngest or my oldest daughter went to kindergarten. And her best friend in kindergarten was Miss Mia Frazee. Yes. <laughs> um, from right here at CTK. From right here at CTK. So as they got to be friends, of course, Shauna and I got to be friends just doing play dates and things like that. And um, so that was our first initial exposure to somebody who lived in apostolic lifestyle. And what was your first thought? Oh, my. This lady is probably judging me six ways to Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> But everybody knows the Frazies, and that couldn't be farther from the truth. They are the most welcoming and loving people ever. Um, but you see the skirt, you see the long hair, and you think, oh, like, I better, my, my P's and Q's, you know? like. <laughs> um, and as we got to be closer, she would kind of plant those little seeds like, oh, you should come to this, or you should come to that, or come check out our church, or we're having a kids program, you know, all those kinds of things. Yeah. And so... Um, Slowly over time, she wore me down. <laughs> That's, I love the way she put that. So in, in this process of time, I think you said it was like 2015 when yeah. they start kindergarten and your yes. exposure. In the meantime, you're, you're not just involved in right. the church. Right. Like you're on the board. You become the president of the board. Yeah. yeah, I was on the board and for different jobs throughout the time of my tenure on the board, yeah. I eventually was the church president for a while. And at the point where we started talking about Truth Church and CTK, mm -hmm. it was a decision point for me is, well, if I stay in Floraville, where I was from, I would probably be back on the board again as church president or make a change and go a different path. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, we have a lot of family history at our former church. Right. Everyone in her family was pretty much married in that church. You know, we have a lot of family ties and a lot of history there. And it was not an easy decision to right. leave the church. And and you know this is this this is something you said this was a stepping stone it was a part of your journey because in this process of time you get married you're not in the party lifestyle anymore you are right. you know giving what you know to the lord mm -hmm. but then there's something that happens mm -hmm. was there a, a leading up to it uh i would say for me whenever I started to really seek more, was around 2018 timeframe probably. I went to visit my cousin. She lives in Georgia. Um, and she is a, a faithful Christian. And the whole time that I was there with her, you just feel a different presence in those folks' house. You know, right. it's just a different right. experience. Wow. And um, I came home from that, and I just I felt a need, a change. You wow. know, like I was seeking for something more. Yes. And so I started diving more into my Bible, just reading a little bit, listening to podcasts, um, yeah. that kinds of things. And then um, I don't know exactly what month it was, but I went to Youth Congress in 2019 with Shauna. That would have been first week, first few days of August, I think, okay. end of July. Okay. Um, so that was an experience. Like, I've never been in a Pentecostal service, and you kind of go to the Super Bowl. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, for those for those that have never been to Youth Congress or don't have a context, yeah, describe. Okay, tell them where it was. All that so stuff. we're in the dome downtown, 
and it's a huge crowd. I mean, the presence is like just smacking you in the face. Like you can't ignore it there. It's not possible. 30 plus thousand people. Right, right. And um, I'll never forget on the ride home from the Frazee's house that night, Olivia looked at me in the car and she said, Mom, why was everybody yodeling? <laughs> So that was like our our initial, um, you know, baptism by fire, I guess, baptism into the into it. the apostolic Pentecostal experience. Um, and I came home from that experience, and I talked to Josh about it, and he said, "I will never go to a church like that. Never. Like that's <laughs> it's not possible." Well, <laughs> it's from my background, you know, as a, as a former Catholic, it's like the dark side of the moon. You know, yeah. you don't understand it. They don't teach any of these things. And yeah. with a lack of understanding, there's a fear. You know, if someone yeah. starts speaking in tongues, you're calling a young priest and an old priest and getting the holy water out and having an exorcism. Yeah. You know, that's not, it's not normal. It's not, no, you yeah, know? it's not, not what we were used to by any. It, it and, and, that, and that makes perfect sense mm-hmm. when you're in that, in that place. Youth Congress, I'll remember, I'll never forget that Friday night. It, it, was it Friday night? It was It was one of the evenings. I can't remember. I think it might have been either Friday or Saturday. I don't, okay. I don't remember. And so, and I, and I knew Shauna ha- was 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 bringing you guys, and I thought, okay, this is, this is going to be great, you yeah. know. Dynamic worship, yes. 30,000 people, mostly young kids, mm-hmm. shouting, praising God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember how many people received the baptism of the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. People are speaking in tongues. The, I mean, unless you've ever been there, you, you can right. watch on YouTube, but it's not the same. Yeah. yeah. It, that had to be overwhelming yeah. in all yeah. the positive ways and the terror right. that right. equally must set in. But, yeah. it, but it did something. Yeah, it, it reignited what I had felt all those years ago whenever I was in a church and had hands laid on me and felt that experience. You know, it was like, okay, I remember this. I felt this before, and now as an adult, you know, you understand it more. You realize the impact that it's having, and you don't just let it fall to the wayside. So then I spent a lot of time working in my garden, listening to you on the podcast, and just kind of starting to really pray, like, we need to make a change. I feel it in my soul, in my heart, that we need to make a change as a family, and I'm ready to just kind of make that change. But how am I going to do that whenever he was so right. set in? Right. I'm never. I mean, I was resistant just yeah. to the idea because I was planted where I was. I mean, 15 years. And Absolutely. Yeah. I was in the uh, church heavily. I didn't, yeah. you know, I wasn't just forsake that and make a big change without really understanding what we we're going to go into. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. It took a lot of convincing from her. And I think the turning point for me was the children's service when I met Pastor yeah. Matt yeah. and Chandra, just mm-hmm. kind of started the whole bowl rolling downhill and it just hadn't stopped. You, you made a statement to me yesterday. You said, once you understand it, once you understand it, it takes the fear away. Mm-hmm. But not having that understanding, not having that knowledge, there was so much fear. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's I, probably all of us, we can experience that in some measure once we do understand, oh, okay, well, this isn't so much. Um, so you're going through this process. Give us a timeline a little bit. I know you came to a couple special services. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shauna would invite me to several different things. I think I came to a revival service one time, um, you know, just still yeah. having play dates, still talking. I met Janelle during that time, yeah. too, also just yeah. through Shauna. 
and got to be friends and talking and just, um, you know, them encouraging me and, and inviting me, just, right. you know, never really right. giving up on me, I right. guess. And during that whole time, I'm just praying, lead us where we need to be, you know. Okay, I want to I pause in the story. August 2019, you go to Youth Congress. Yep. And all of a sudden, God's doing something for you. Mm-hmm. There's a parallel story taking place in the background that we're also right. need to make this mention is, of. This is where I can definitely interject. And you really get a picture of how God works when you don't realize he's working. Because almost a month probably to the day, uh, early July 2019, is when God started dealing with my wife and I about planting Truth Church. Keep in mind, I had never met Sarah, Josh, I never met the Daughtry family. My wife had neither. We really, I mean, we knew each other, but we hadn't, we hadn't connected the way we have. Uh, we were just simply an acquaintance. And then God is dealing with us, and we're like, okay, this is, this is out of left field, to say the least. You guys know that part of the story. But all the while, we were wondering how it was going to all come to fruition. God was setting all of this in place, right, right, right in yeah. what would soon be our backyard. Yeah. So then... That's early July. You, we, we were just acquaintances, like you said. We had mutual, mutual friends, a family member, a longtime friend. And then you approached me. We were at an event together in Illinois. In August. In August, the end of August. Right. And uh, to give a little bit more, we had been praying in our Tuesday night or whatever evening prayer meetings for churches in the area. And Sister Dawn Greathouse one night said, let's pray for Waterloo. And I remember I was standing there, and she was standing right there. And we began to pray for Waterloo, that God would put an apostolic church in Waterloo. And you come up to me. I'm getting goosebumps because you, you can't even make this stuff up. In the office, I said, uh, it, it sounds like the beginning of a really good book. It was the summer of 2019. <laughs> and so one of the things that my wife and I had talked about was, I mean, our family, you know, you always hear the stories of families moving and planting churches just really hard, not only on the the adults, but the children as well. So we wanted to get plugged into a church that had children's ministry, that had young families. And I said, hey, let's check this out. So we were on the campground in August, would have been a couple of weeks after Youth Congress. And little did I know that this church had been praying for Waterloo this whole time we hadn't discussed any right. of this no and we were i wanted to no. talk to him we were at the same event as he stated and i wanted to talk to him about us just coming here while we got our feet under us just to get plugged in for our kids to go to sunday school and for us to have a good church and you, you had already submitted application to be able to start i believe or we're in the process we were in the process yeah in I the process the that fall. okay so you're in the process of submitting application to start the church. And I'll never forget, you came up to me and said, hey, my wife and I feel burdened to uh, start a church in Waterloo and you wanted to come here. And I remember saying, you are an answer to our prayers. Yeah. And I told you that night, I said, we have people <laughs> that we're praying for that need a church in that area. The story tells itself. I mean, <laughs> the point, the point is that God works. If we'll just each do our part, God is working out something so much bigger than us. And it led to the Daughtry family. And you're just a beautiful piece 
of the story of Truth Church. And I think that's the, the, the great thing that we'll see as we go forward. The full tapestry is still being displayed by the hand of God. But you come to CTK and you visit a few times, but he doesn't come with you. No, not, no, not typically. <laughs> um, but then I convinced him to come to a kid's service. And we were going to, I think we were going to go out to dinner. You know, yeah. you can always get him to go for food, right? Amen. So we were going to go out to dinner after the service with the phrases and yeah. enjoy. So um, now came, I ha- we, I, we had met him. I do remember on that fall of 2019. We came to the bonfire. You guys came started. to our annual yeah, bonfire. Yeah. And I remember meeting Josh there for the first time mm-hmm. and uh, great connections. So that was a great thing. Mm-hmm. What did you think after coming to that bonfire meeting a bunch of us? I mean, I felt a little better. I mean, it's still just people <laughs> at that point. You know, yeah. you don't see right. what's going on behind right. the scenes. Yeah. You just meet people. You know, yeah. people were nice and it wasn't mm-hmm. that concern. It was everything mm-hmm. else yeah. Yeah. that goes along with it. You right. know? Yeah. Right. Right. yeah. So, so the pandemic hits and we were in lockdown and messed everything up and delayed it. And we started... On Sunday nights, we once a month we started this kids live service here, and I think it was maybe mm-hmm. August. Mm-hmm. So that time, yeah, yeah. And you guys came that Sunday night. Yep, and then um, we went and played golf because we're all you golfers. met the Caraways yes. that Sunday night. Yes, we met went the out to eat with them and, right there. Yep, and then um, yeah, then we connected Amen. on the golf course, <laughs> and um, I started to have some play dates with Chan and the kids, and. Um, just got connected with them more. And I really felt in my heart that this is what I needed to do, that we could still go to Floorville in the morning and I could go to Truth Church in the evenings. Um, I wasn't there for the first service, but um, I came, I think it was to the second and the third service, and Shauna came with me. Josh did not come at that time. He wasn't ready yet. Um, But I remember sitting in, I don't remember if it was the first or the second service, but Matt stood at the pulpit and he said, we envision baptizing entire families in Jesus name. And I knew in my heart at that very moment, even without him sitting next to me, that was my family. Like I just knew it. Um, So then I just started to, you know, lay the guilt trip. (laughs) I said, these are our friends. We, we love these people. We need to support them in their endeavor. (laughs) And I said, you know, just give it a try. Just come with me and give it a try. So she broke me down (laughs) and I went and, uh, the first service, the messages just seemed to be like really powerful and just really touched me. I'm like, you know what? I can see myself. That was the starting point for me of making the decision to make a change. Because I was torn. I still had all the responsibilities of my previous church. And I was still wrapping up a project for them. And I felt conflicted. It's like, okay, well, where am I supposed to be? And I started praying, like, well, point me in the right direction. And it just kind of led me to Truth Church. I will say, too, I don't think he's missed a service since then. Honestly, (laughs) maybe one when something happened. But I don't think he's missed a service since that first one that he and, and you know, too, we want to either one of them. Sorry, <laughs> we want to be uh, intentional to point out that you know you where you were at, you loved them, you yes. served, you gave yeah. everything. Their family, their neighbors, right. their friends. Right. It's, right. It's, but there does come a point in each of our life where you know sometimes God pulls us to more, calls us for more. Mm-hmm. His word challenges us and pushes us, mm-hmm. and there's that tension where we have to realize. At the end of the day, I have to serve God for myself, mm-hmm. and I have to obey what the Spirit is leading me. Talk a little bit maybe about that process, because I can't imagine how difficult 
Well, I mean, from my background, from coming from Catholicism to like a UCC church was a pretty easy transition. Yeah. You know, sing from the hymnal, very reverent service. It was a very smooth transition for me. Going from that to, you know, Truth Church was a little bit of a different, you know, animal. Yeah. And yeah. I, the feeling I got after going to Truth just changed me. You know, wow. I started reading the Bible more. I just felt, you know, convicted to start looking yeah. for God a little deeper. Yeah. And it was a decision that only I had to make. I mean, I wouldn't say any church is right or wrong. It just felt for me like it was the place right. I needed to be at. Right. You know, one of his uh, services was about getting into the Word. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have felt like I've read my Bible more in the last year and a half wow. than I think I had in the last 35 years of my life. Wow. 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 So it just it's changed. Praise me. God. Mm-hmm. Praise God. And that's that's what it's about. Yeah. And I think going through that process and pushing ourselves, you know, I would st- stand in the in the pew and altar call would come and my hands would sweat and I'd get really nervous like oh you know like what's about to happen but I knew that it was it was getting ready to really shake up my world and um it was just surrendering to that finally and and taking those steps you know lifting your hands for the first time in worship because that's not something that we did and just taking those small steps each time you would feel that that release of, you know, past tension, past shame, all of those things that come along with really stepping into what God has for you. It's just, it's something that you can't compare to any other experience. Yes. I'd like to say in probably the fifth or sixth service I went to at Truth Church, we were sitting at the fairgrounds and I didn't tell Sarah this, but I just felt like we needed to be baptized. Mm -hmm. And that night we talked and she goes, you know what? I want to get baptized. I'm like, you know what? I think I want to too. Mm-hmm. And when we're talking about it, that's when Olivia and Emma are like, you know what? We want to as well. I'm like, yeah. okay, well, we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and so take us back a year ago today. A year ago today. A year ago today. Go ahead. Well, it's very simple. A year ago today, which we didn't know right. this when, mm-hmm. when this was planned. A year ago today is when they were all four baptized in you Jesus' baptized name. Them, right? yeah. You baptized them. Yeah, we baptized them right here. And right here at CTK, Pastor Matt baptized him. We have a few pictures to share here. Awesome. And God, I, I'll never forget when Pastor Caraway told me, he, you know, when you're just, uh, and I love you, you have such great faith. And God does speak certain details of the story. He doesn't know how everything's going to work out. But he came to me and said, I believe we're going to baptize entire families. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you get up at that radical, so we're going to baptize entire families. And here it is. Here it is. Look at what God can do. From now, and, and to put this in context, your first, your first visit was August at a kid service. Yep. And this is December 19th, 2020. Yep. Your first service was August 2019. And I know it was a process there. God's working. But isn't the Lord beautiful in what everything that he does? Amen. And so then it's fitting. Uh, since Olivia met Mia, yep. it's fitting they began seeking the gift of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, yes. And Olivia received it first in um, February. I think it was on Valentine's Day or close yeah. to that. Um, and then a month later in March, I received the Holy yes. Ghost. And then um, Emma Grace got it at kids camp. Yes. Um, and then Josh in June or July, I forget. Uh, Pentecost, Pentecost Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I remember pretty clearly... Um, they had all received the Holy Ghost, and I had to work that weekend. 
So I was behind all the animal chores and cutting the farm grass and everything. And I was on my mower thinking, I missed my chance to get the Holy Ghost. And so I had done all my chores. I got ready. We went to service that night. I'll never forget the words he was preaching. You need to let go of your past burdens and move forward. And I had, you know, things, mistakes I made in my life that I think were holding me back. And when the altar call came and I just felt completely different, it just, it came over me, you know, I just let it go. And that night I knew it was different because that night during worship, he lifted his hands. He had never (laughs) done that before. And I thought, okay, something's something's different tonight. Like there's a shift that you could feel. There, there is something when you get to that point of full surrender. Mm-hmm. It, I think everybody's story is coming out. And it was something, I, I don't have the exact quote. I don't remember the exact quote. I think I have it written down. But I remember praying with him in the altar, and he said something along the lines I'm either going to get it tonight or I'm going to die trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he was determined that evening. And it was a beautiful thing. For, I, I, was, I, I believe I was there when mm-hmm. Olivia received the Holy Ghost, and then I was there. Josh, and to see that moment in prayer, your sincerity was there, but in that moment in prayer where the Spirit of the Lord comes in, your whole countenance changed. Everything changed. I don't know if we have any other pictures. Do we have any pictures of, uh, I'll never forget, I think, who was the one that you first, the first baptized? Um, Was it Sarah? Was Was it Josh? Okay, Josh, I thought, I don't know if we have it. Do we have the picture of Josh in the, in the baptistry? Um, if if we have that one, I'll never forget you baptized Josh. And when he came up out of the water, he just sat there and sat there and sat there and said, I, I don't want to leave. And the Holy Ghost was just moving on your spirits so strong right there in that moment. Here it is. Here it is. And he said, I just, I don't want to leave. And there's something powerful about being buried as Scripture says, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. the remission of sins. Here's Olivia and Emma. <clears throat> Amen. And so what a blessing this has been. Now, you guys made massive life change a little bit in this time, too, yeah. uh, because people may have noticed you, you mentioned the word farm. That's not maybe common for everybody around here, but you... Yeah. Met at Edwardsville, S-I-U-E, and then you end up back at your, tell us a little bit, all, I mean, life has been totally different. Right. Um, so we got married in 2007. We lived in Godfrey for about five years, and then my grandparents were ready to leave the farm. They couldn't take care of it anymore. Um, so it was something that we always knew that we were going to take on. Um, but as we moved to the farm and um, just kind of felt in our hearts led to raise some animals, kind yeah. of start a, a, a little farm, a yeah. hobby farm, whatever you want to call it. Um, so that's what we've been doing for the last, I guess, four years yeah. about. Four years is about right. Yeah. So. And so you, you, you've changed, you've changed uh, lifestyles in okay. that regard. Mm-hmm. You've even changed jobs in the yeah. last yeah. year. So it seems like there's been so many dynamic things. And one thing that I think, Every time you come and tell me about something new, I'm so excited. And I'm a recipient of the blessings of the farm, by the way. We, we eat their eggs every morning. Praise God. Uh, multiple people, yes, are recipients of it. But it really has been, I, I see a blessing of the Lord 
at the point that you say yes and you're willing to step out, there has been residual blessings mm -hmm. that just mm -hmm. come down, down, down upon mm -hmm. you both and your family and your children. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think living on the farm, you get to see a first a firsthand um, view of just God's promises to us and sowing seed and reaping from that seed and raising animals and, and enjoying, you know, all that God provides for us. It's right. just that firsthand view. And it's something that we enjoy and that we enjoy sharing with our children. I think for me, the part of it was, you know, during the pandemic, you know, people were worried about where they're going to get their food from. Mm -hmm. right. And here God blessed us with as much mm -hmm. food as we needed. Mm -hmm. wow. I mean, it was a peace of mind that wow. you just, you can't get. He wow. just takes care of his people. Mm -hmm. The Lord is good. Yep. Amen. And now Pastor Caraway, they serve. Oh, that's, that's one word for it. That's really the only way to serve is a more powerful word than what we give it credit for a lot of times. But I mentioned earlier about not missing services. And we have a lot of people that fall in this category that, that are just serving faithful. But uh, I remember my, my father-in-law, I've had multiple people tell me this, but my father-in-law, Pastor Weddle from Carbondale, Illinois, um, he had a couple families in his church. They had some projects going on, and he said, if you're going to pastor a church, you're going to grow a church, you need a family like that. He was talking about a particular family. And I think I told them a couple weeks ago, they are that for us. And we, we were blessed with, with so many wonderful people already in our church, and it's just a testament of what, what God is doing in there. But Amen. We love them all. Amen. And tomorrow, exciting. I know, I know we had announced maybe a different date, but tomorrow is an exciting day for Truth Church because at 2 o'clock, 2 o'clock, closing on our new building. New church yeah. building. <laughs> and we're so excited about that. Thank God for the testimonies. I, I, I am just excited to see because I, I don't believe that this is the end of the story. How many other Josh and Sarahs are out there right now that we have not met? That God is going to allow paths to cross because of your willingness. And God's doing a great thing. And I, I want to say this is what Christmas for Christ is all about. Every year in December, we take a special offering, Christmas for Christ. Nothing of that offering, not a penny, stays here. All of it goes out, and it goes towards the planting of churches, uh, establishing of those church plants around the nation right here in North America. And the rest of the year, we focus on global missions but right here. And we're so glad to be a part, not only in giving, but to be a part of it, uh, literally in the process of planting the church to partner together with the Caraways, with True Church. And I want to say thank you to CTK. CTK, uh, this has been a, a stellar last couple of years in spite of the pandemic. And I know there's been some difficulties and some trouble, but the blessing of the Lord, the Bible says, maketh rich. And it has been in so many different factions. We, we in 2019, became debt-free, um, I believe. Last year, in 2020, and I'm, I'm going to let a little bit of the cat out of the back, some exciting news uh, uh, that we haven't shared yet. In, in uh, 2020, we ended the year with $100,000 set aside in our savings. God had just helped us in such an abundant way. This past summer, we met uh, with the church board uh, to talk about the opportunity that Truth Church had for this building. And Pastor Caraway was approaching CTK, 
asking if we would be a co-signer on the loan because the church has to be, uh, the corporation has to be, I think, three years or something before they could even qualify. So they can't qualify. And so the board unanimously voted, not only would we be a co-signer on the loan, but from January till that meeting in June, the Lord had blessed our church so much abundantly that we had taken care of all of our operations and we had added this year, from January to June, we added $50,000 to our savings account. And the board voted to give Truth Church $50,000. And I, this church, this is your giving, your process. And I do not say this in any way to, to, to take credit or glory because nobody planned this. We did not have a capital campaign for Truth Church. The money just came in because of your faithful giving and serving. How many know we serve the Lord with an open hand? Amen. Whatever he wants to put in, he can put in. Whatever he wants to take out, he can take out. So here's what I want to report. And Brother Ryan, nobody knows this except for you and me. I think maybe a couple others. But this year, in 2021, we are going to end the year with, correct me if I'm wrong, we're going to end the year with 300, is that right? It's going to be, I think, around $350,000 in our savings. Amen. We did not know that when the board decided to give. You've already given, and I want to say thank you for giving. And I'm here to tell you, we say this a lot. You hear us say, you cannot outgive the Lord. But then when you try to give and you think, okay, God, I got you here. God says, uh-uh. And so here today, we are going to take a special offering for our Christmas for Christ offering. And I am saying all of this because God has given us something because he wants us to do something with it. God is not just giving us something so that we can have all this. He's giving us something so that we can work it out in the kingdom. One thing that we're agreeing on is that there's going to be more church plants. And we're praying, God, I don't know how. We're not going to script it, but how do you want it to... How do you want it to work? And Pastor Caraway and I talk uh, daily and weekly. We talk about this, praying for the next one and how many more families. So today I encourage you to open up your heart and give. And it doesn't matter if it's $5 or $500 that you want to give to this special offering. Just let the Lord speak to you. Give something, whatever you can give. And in God's hand, it'll be enough. In God's hands, it'll be multiplied and more than enough. So we give God praise and we give God glory today. Would you thank brother and sister Josh and Sarah, amen, for sharing their testimony today. Amen. Amen. And Pastor Matt Carraway, Sister Chandra Carraway, we love you. Thank you so much for sacrificing for the cause of the kingdom. Amen. Thank you. We're going to stand together this time. We're going to take a, a, a break for about uh, six or seven minutes here. So if you need a drink of water or need to uh, uh, go out. You can, and then we'll come back in. Let's gather around for prayer up here at the front today, and we're going to have a great time in worship. God bless you.